Hey guys, it's David. Welcome to Sadness Town. This is the eighth episode of the Sadness Town podcast, recorded Wednesday, November 12th at Naked City Brewery and Tap House in Seattle, Washington. My guest for this episode is Jay Whitaker, who's a, a great comic who I just met in the Seattle International Comedy Competition. He's also a co-host of the Geek Show podcast. Really enjoyed hanging out with this guy. Um, as far as the next episode goes, I'm not. I'm a little up in the air on that at the moment because I'm out here for this comedy competition, and I may be in Seattle through the end of this month. So depending on what happens, the next episode is probably either going to be someplace live in Seattle or uh, back at the Bathtub Republic in Washington, D.C. So uh, just follow me on Facebook for any updates on that. Um, as always, if you want to email me, it's davidsadnesstown at gmail.com. And uh, yeah, enjoy this episode. Here's me and Jay Whitaker. Hey guys, how you doing tonight, Naked City? All four of you. Yeah, welcome to Sadness Town, a live comedy podcast traveling the country to figure out where my subscribers are. Not in Seattle, turns out. As always, I'll be opening with a ceremonial reading of the Sadness Town Charter. Item number one, this is a safe space. We're here to celebrate the fact that although being alive is a cruel and difficult thing, we're all much better at it than we used to be. <laughs> Item number two. You were not cool in high school. You were a tragic, awkward car wreck of a human being, and so was everybody else. Pretensions to the contrary will not be tolerated. Item number three. At the end of the show, everybody hugs. No exceptions. Everybody? Not everybody. There are <laughs> all the time. So hi, my name's David Twighty. This is Sadness Town. Uh, tonight we're going to be going through some of the stuff that we listened to in high school and then just sort of uh, being embarrassed in front of you for a while. Uh, this opening track in, uh, in honor of Veterans Day, which was yesterday, this song is called The Devil to Pay. This is by a band called Iced Earth. This is off their 2004 album, The Glorious Burden. Uh, this is part one of a three-song suite detailing the events of the Battle of Gettysburg uh, with a level of seriousness that is so embarrassing. <laughs> uh, so this band, uh, I was really into these guys in like the 10th grade. Uh, I went and saw them live in Minneapolis. Uh, the opener was a Finnish death metal band called Children of Bodom. Yes! And at that point, that was the best live show I'd ever seen. And uh, I think this is the song that got me into history. This, uh, this led to my minor in college, uh, which I have found no suitable use for up to this point. Um, but yeah, it's, it's just Ken Burns, but with a lot more screaming, basically. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what I saw, like, what I identified with in this, but, uh, it, the whole thing, it's very detailed, uh, 
You can actually learn the whole story of Gettysburg if you can figure out what the fuck he's saying. <laughs> Bayonets gleam and the something, yeah! Uh, here to discuss this and other songs with me, uh, my guest is a very funny Salt Lake City-based comic. He's a member of the Geek Show podcast. Please welcome Jay Whitaker. Hi. Thank you for clapping when you didn't have to. It's, it's a privilege and honor. Thank you, David, for having me. Thank you, Jim Stewart Allen, our DJ in the corner. That's DJ JSA in the corner. Everyone give it up for Jim Stewart Allen. This wouldn't be possible without him. He'll also be doing, you'll be doing the show here. December 13th, come see DJ Jim Stewart out. So Jay, you've had a day. I have had a day. And uh, my bank, I, I work in the military and uh, my bank screwed me over after Veterans Day. I'm pretty pissed off. So <laughs> it's like, hey, they took the day off to honor veterans, but then they immediately clocked in the day to get back to ruining my shitty life. So, <laughs> but uh, fantastic. What happened? You know, I already know the story. Yeah, but. I know you know the story. Um, basically, my card got compromised, and they decided to reissue a new card with the whole Home Depot scandal. Well, they sent it to the wrong address, and so then I was like, hey, I'm leaving for Seattle. i got to do this comedy thing. We're, like, we're up here for the Seattle comedy competition. Uh, he advanced. I didn't. He placed first overall. Did you? Yes. First overall, I took eight. I took 13. Right? Yeah! So you're looking at the first eight and 13 funniest people in the room right now. <laughs> you guys are, I, the, the server's number two, I'm, I'm assuming. <laughs> that dude's uh, hoodie. Some of these people are going to have to be two people. Yeah. So they're going to have to add up on this. Yeah. But, um... I was up here for the competition, and I said, I need my card, obviously I need my debit card, because I gotta do traveling, and so now, they sent it, I was like, please send it to this address where I'm staying, they didn't get that memo, and they didn't send it, and so, and this, I called them twice about it, and my banks, I gave them two different addresses to send it to them, they never sent it at all, so, now I'm on a, this is, this is basically my last hurrah, and, and uh, this lovely place of Seattle before I head back to Salt Lake City where I'm nothing more than an awkward black person trying to blend in with no one. <laughs> How's so, that working so far? It's, it's an interesting place. Uh, I'm originally from Los Angeles and I ended up getting stationed out there 10 years ago and Utah got good to me. It's, it's got good food, fry sauce, funeral potatoes. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of this stuff. This it's, delicious. Me, yeah. it's delicious. It's delicious. So, did you ever, were you ever into metal at all? Yes, children. I heard you no, pop for children. children Bo Bo yeah. no, like, it was, uh, alright. The whole story behind that is like, well, I, I would say two months before I joined the military, th this girl that I used to date, her older brother, was really into metal. Yeah. And he played Children of Bodom for me, and I was like, what is this? It's, yeah. If you and don't know, Children of Bodom is a Finnish band that's basically like death metal mixed with uh, like 90s video game music. Yeah. It's like uh, it's like they were playing like Street Fighter and they're like, you know what make this better? If someone was screaming about Satan right now. And, but, the, but they're all reading like fables. Yeah. You know, it's like old Finnish folklore. They read about that and, and it, 
Which is, of course, dark as fuck. Yeah, because it's, it's, Finland it's, is an even grimmer place than this. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I mean, like, that's where I kind of... I, I have a wide brand of... You know, I like, I love all genres of music. That's why I picked eight songs tonight, and... I hope that you guys enjoy them. There's, there's obviously going to be. We're covering a lot of ground. We're covering a lot of ground. There's obviously going to be some hip hop because of my descent and my hoodie, but um, <laughs> it's going to be a good time. There's going to be some jazz. There's going to be some rock. There's going to be some bro rock on there. Um, yeah. Some flamenco. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm excited <laughs> to get into it. There, there, there's great stories behind all these songs. Uh, so, uh, no, 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 I forgot to say this, which is one thing I think is hilarious about this particular band. This is how seriously they take this shit. Uh, this was, uh, this album was originally recorded with, uh, Matt Barlow, who was their, uh, their lead singer before this. And his heart wasn't in it, so they didn't use any of those. After 9-11, Matt Barlow quit being a uh, heavy metal frontman to go join a police department in Delaware. And I guess now he like tours the state with like the police, the Delaware police heavy metal band like, with, a, with a message of uh, something to, to serve and protect and to rock. Uh, one thing I just started doing on this show, I'm, I'm, I like looking up the AllMusic.com reviews of these albums <laughs> because that web, I don't know who writes for that website, but they've never heard an album they don't love. Uh, so this one is off The Glorious Burden, which got four stars. Uh, the reviewer said, At last, here's a record about patriotism that contains no jingoism. You ever, listen, you, you ever listen to Manowar? Sure. Manowar? Who said that? Who said that in the back? Yeah, they're, they're up top. Remember Manowar? Remember? They, had the, they had a badass album covers. It was like a dude with no face, long hair, and he's holding an American flag. You're like, God. Yeah. Damn, it's American as fuck. Yeah, yeah, it's like the the whole uh, the Iron Maiden I think yeah. started that where yeah. they had like the uh, the British soldier. They had, the, they had this skeleton. one song in '88 called uh, was it Battle Cry or Battle Hymn? You know, you know what you know what song called? It's like yeah, it's like. Oh, see, all right, I I know way too much of this stuff. I swear I'm a I'm a pretty cool black guy. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, it's the same shit. Actually, That's what it reminds me of. Uh, when I saw Ice Earth Live, I believe the, it was um, Rob Halford from Judas Priest was uh, filling in at Frontman for that. And I, it was cool. Um, but yeah, so you, you grew up in L.A. Is that where you went to high school? Yeah, well, I, I moved out to Orange County because my dad got a promotion. My dad was pretty much the, the version of the Jeffersons 2.0. We moved on up to the east side and finally got a piece of the pie. <laughs> moving on down to the OC. Yeah, moving down on to the OC, uh, which prepped me uh, to move to Utah because I was OC was a predominantly white environment at the time. So it just prepped me for Utah, so like I fit right in. Yeah. It was great. And... Um, I just got exposed to Took you down there to figure out what white people are about. Exactly. I was like, funeral potatoes, dockers, and IZOD. All right, I'm good. <laughs> yeah, you basically covered the entire rich tapestry <laughs> of white culture there. All right, so you ready to get into this? I'm ready to do it, man. All right, let's do it. I got some songs. I hope you guys enjoy these songs. Track two. It's going to get urban for a hot minute. All right. Yeah. Anybody remember this song? Yeah, you got the hoodie on. You, you, you're part of the culture. You have to know what song this is. 
This is uh, Method Man and Red Man with Da Rock Wilder. Da Rock Wilder. I could not have said what. Said what? Da Rock Wilder. Uh, this is off their 1999 album Blackout with an exclamation point. Uh, this song peaked at number 51 on Billboard's Hot R&B and Hip Hop singles. Uh, this album got four stars from AllMusic.com. You're gonna sense a theme here. Uh, the reviewer said the flow never falters. Well, listen to the song. Maybe one of the hardly easy. It's all in together, going on up together. We don't take much to please me. Still, that's your great. That's great lyric. This is the best two minute and seventeen second song you'll ever hear. That's it's, a pretty okay. You know, that's, that's exactly. It's it's. They it's, are winning that incredibly specific category. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> it peaked at number one on Billboard's top two minute and seventeen second <laughs> tracks. It's a, it's a fun song. Um, I used to run track and field, and I used to play football back in high school and college. And, and this was like our when we came out of the the rafters and everything. This is what this is one song that we used to listen to because it, it's the way it starts off with the whole sirens and and uh, I don't know. It's just a fun song. So what age were you when you when you discovered this one? Uh, this was ninety. Was it was it ninety eight when the song came out? Uh, ninety nine. Yeah. Ninety nine. So I was, I'm 31, so wow, I was, whatever math is, I don't know. 16. Yeah, there we go. So, yeah, apparently I didn't do well in math class. But. You, I'm, you'd actually be surprised how many football pump-up songs I've had on this, and they've ranged from Barry Manilow to this. <laughs> well, this uh, is a good song. It's just, it's just quick. Yeah. It's, it's a timeout song. Yeah, this was like uh, this was like right when Method and Red started to pop. Like they were, uh, this was when they broke off yeah. and started having their own. Well, thing. and this, there was another song that they have on this album called uh, it's Y O U, obviously spelling U. But um, there's a song that they it was like uh, it's, they would say BBC, oh girl you nasty. That was like their chant, uh-huh. and it, it was like BBC, oh girl you nasty. And so that was like our chant when we all came out as a track team. <laughs> Uh, it's in track. Yeah, track and field. <laughs> track is the track and field is like the least gangster sport there is. But I'm like, telling you, it's like my favorite sport because it's a co-ed sport. You get to meet, you get a chance to meet women. Sure. And you know, and like I'd be sitting there, I was, you know, just getting my legs massaged by the triple jumpers. You know, it was a fun time. All right. And and uh, so the girls team would come out and they'd be like, Yo, BBC, and I'm, and then the guys team was like oh girl you nasty that was like the whole chant and we used to come out to this song and people would get all amped up for track and field i don't know it's california's weird <laughs> yeah I, those are I, I ran cross country in high school so there is definitely like uh there's definitely like a lot of time spent on co-ed buses <laughs> what song is next Oh, yeah, let's do it. Let's go straight into it. You guys definitely know this one. Oh, this is a great song. This is, this is a great song. You, you all should know this song. Earth, Wind, and Fire. Yeah, this is Earth, Wind, and Fire with September. Uh, this was originally just released as a single in 1978. It peaked at number eight on the Billboard Hot 100. Uh, and who doesn't... Know this shit. Like, uh, 
Earth, Wind, and Fire is one of those bands that like I wasn't into them specifically, but it's like I kept, I like keep finding out like, oh shit, they did this one too. Yeah. Well, they didn't, one of my other favorite songs they did was Reasons, but I always, I love Earth, Wind, and Fire. Um, this song was like my jam because my parents played it all the time. I used to get my ass whooped to this song <laughs> because I was born in September. <laughs> so are you having some? Uh... Are you having some like weird flashbacks? Not right necessarily. Now? It's just a fun song because it's it's because no one really remembers it. Like yeah, I never knew what any of the lyrics were until I heard. Everyone knows the September part. No one knows yeah. anything else after. Kyle Bottom sang a decent version of, of a decent rendition of this song. Yeah. And while we were in the competition. Uh, yeah. The, Kyle Bottom is a Vancouver comic with a beautiful beard. It, it really is. Probably a wonderful face underneath. It, it. I don't know. He says he has like no chin. He said he said that. He, and I quote. This is getting pretty inside. I know. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I don't. I luckily, luckily, I have like a pretty sharp face because I, uh, I can't, I can't compensate in that way. You look like the dude from Blues Clues. Anybody ever told you that? No. Who's that? The, I don't know. I have a seven-year-old, but I just know you look like him. <laughs> I just, I just remember when he was a kid, he used to watch it, and I'm like, yeah, that's who you remind me of. If you combed your hair to the side, Blues Clues dude, all the way. Yeah, I don't, I don't get that. I get Dimitri Martin or yep. uh, Justin Bieber. So yeah, I have. I thought you looked more like Tupac. I have floppy hair. I uh, I I had this haircut before Justin Bieber did. That's my main bone with uh, to pick with that. Like if anything, he stole this from me. I've been committed to some version of this since high school. I mean, it's I like fun. it though. It's a, it suits you. Yeah, I think so too. It says it says reliable. <laughs> you know, like I would I would if I needed like someone to you know consult me on like. Balancing my portfolio, I'd be like, yeah, really. I'm gonna call David. That's what. You, <laughs> let's see what the, let's see if that kid with the '70s haircut can yeah. help me out with this. Yeah, he'll pull out his little poker hat brim with the green felt or whatever. I don't know. So this was a song you got into this because of your parents? Yeah, because this was just a great song, and um, they would always dance around the house, and I would dance around the house, and eventually I would do something that would piss off my parents and I'd get my ass beat, so this is like the soundtrack to me getting the ass whooping. <laughs> so, just, just get over here! <laughs> and then in the background it's like, Wish we never had you in September. You were a mistake. Did you have brothers or sisters? Uh, that's a complicated question. That's that's the only way I can describe that. It's, a, it's an extremely complicated question that we don't have enough time to answer on this podcast. I will just say this: Yes, I have brothers and sisters, and I'm not. I'm talking siblings, not the way that black people mean it when they. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's the way. That's, the, that's yeah. the best way I can describe. Like, it. Yeah, I knew there were other black people. <laughs> yeah. Jay, okay, like good, <laughs> good, 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 good. What, what uh, happened to our music? Uh, no, we're, we're just in between. We're just in between tracks. We're just, it's, yeah, it's I'm cool. Just, I'm just checking, man. Yeah, I like. Don't it. worry. This is a. I am the captain of a tight ship here. Okay, just making sure DJ JSA up in the house, wearing the Washington Cougars, Washington State Cougars jacket. DJ JSA. Looks like an offensive coordinator right now. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, yeah, we're killing J- with JSA. Uh, I could see him holding a clipboard, I think. Yeah. There's been a lot of visual stuff on this podcast so far. Uh, I hope you guys are enjoying the visuals. I, hope, <laughs> I appreciate the fact that you guys are still hanging around with us to listen to a, a, a few more songs with us. I hope you guys jam out. I hope you guys learn something. <laughs> Probably won't, but you, you, I hope you do. I'm going to use this opportunity to plug my Twitter. My Twitter handle is token J, token like a bus coin or a ticket or a bus coin or token like black dude, and then J-A-Y. We usually save the plugs till the end. I don't give a shit. Fair enough. <laughs> He's a rebel. Yep. Oh, yeah. Check me out on Twitter. Oh, yeah. 140 characters. I just, no, I was stranded after that first line. Let's keep it going. DJ. What song is next? Oh, God. Uh, I hate that I put this song on here. I love that you did. I hate that I put this song on Anybody know what this is? This is a very annoying song. This band was huge for a hot minute. They were huge. Like, big enough that their lead singer released a book of poetry. Uh, yeah! Which is, uh... <laughs> that's kind of the barometer. <laughs> like... Are you more famous than you should be? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I just released a book of poetry. Thank you very much. How do you do it? This is Incubus. This is Incubus with Stellar off of their 1999 album, Make Yourself. Uh, this song peaked at number two on Billboard's Modern Rock tracks. The album got four stars. The reviewer said, a few awkward moments. That's it? I, I just like taking things out of context. Okay, all right. But they, they weren't awkward enough to knock it below four stars. This is how all music runs shit. They're like, uh, like, what kind of album is this? It's music. We love it. Well, I chose this song because it just keeps recurring in my life. Really? At the, at the <laughs> I haven't thought about this band in 10 years. I haven't either, but the thing is, is and I'll open up to this to, to Naked City. Uh, what I can tell that everyone in this room is that I got played to this song by accident many times because it would always happen to be on the radio or Napster. You got or, laid by accident or t- to this song by accident? I'd say probably both. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and this song always would be on in the background, and so I was just like, all right, well, I guess this is a song that I have to. Have to play. So you have like a you have an erection right now, just hearing it, right? Just kind of sort the conditioning. of conditioning. There's well, like a Pavlovian thing where it's like, oh shit, Incubus, <laughs> well, time to get busy. I met a I met a woman back in a, the most recent time I, I I had the chance to be intimate to this song was at a concert. Uh, I was at a Flogging Molly concert, Salt Lake City. Okay. And. I ended up meeting this girl that was from Missoula, Montana. All right. We wanted to, you know, one thing led to another, and we wanted to do things. And there was a sense of urgency, and so we went back to her hotel room, and this song happened to be on. And I just laughed. I was like, wow, Incubus is getting me laid so many times. That's a weird coincidence, because I read his poetry to get girls in the mood. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. Man, I don't know. This just doesn't sound like anything to me. Anymore. And no, it's, like, it's, 
All I can hear is myself shamelessly grunting for, for the duration of this song until I am spent and she is disappointed. Yeah. Oh my god, yeah. No, I like, my friend used to play this song all the time. This and a few other bands I have very strong associations with. Because my friend Joe Marks used to play it all the time in his Caprice station wagon. It was like this, they had that album, uh, Crow Left of the Murder. Yeah. Which was when everyone's like, Incubus has jumped the shark. And it's like, they aren't worse, you're just older. Well, it's, Incubus is one of the, alright. Here's the cool thing about Incubus that I can say is a very good friend of mine who will go unnamed. His ex-wife totally banged all of Incubus. That's like her claim to fame. At the same time. Yeah, like, and I mean, but she brags about it like all the time. Like, I totally did this. She just got in a big old fashioned country pile with right. all of Incubus. Yeah, and so I, I mean, the name of the album is Make Yourself. She sure did. So, <laughs> I mean, like. But I mean, like, that's an interesting thing to me, because I was like, why is she bragging about how she got teamed by Incubus, but that's the, that's what fame will do to you. Yeah, 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 exactly. Well, I don't know, like, I have a friend who, uh, who just opened for Pauly Shore, mm -hmm. like, in Florida or something, and he said that, like, there were women who came to the show, like, looking to get some Pauly, like, they wanted some weasel, you know, like, they that's were... crazy. Like, and he was famous, like, 20 years ago. Yeah. Uh, and there are still people who are just, like, just that amount of, uh, like, like, I'm a, I'm, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna get into too many details, but, like, I, I'm, I've done the, like, I'm the same way. I'm, uh, I'm Eskimo Brothers with Haley Joel Osmond. Uh, nice. And I was pretty excited about that when it happened. Nice. I was like, yeah. I'm Eskimos we, with Jesselnik. Oh, seriously? Yeah, yeah, that's, that's pretty good. That's, I'm, I'm pretty proud that of that. That makes a lot more sense than mine, I think. Because, <laughs> you know, there are a lot of people who uh, sleep with comics for whatever reason. For I don't know dumb what reason. they get out of it, but... <laughs> it's a weird thing where it's like, uh, like girls are always like, I want a funny guy, but it's like... There's really no relationship between funny and sexy in yeah. any way at all. Like, I've always found that to be the hardest part of, like, sealing the, the, the making the transition between, like, I'm making you laugh and, like, sex time now? Like, it's so <laughs> hard to, like, nail that, that left turn, you know? Like, it, yeah. Because they're, they're really not related in any way. Like, people, people like, Girls just want to have fun, right? As I think has been well established, yeah, in the past. And girls just want to have fun, and sometimes, but they, they but then for you this. gotta figure out like uh, like all right, so that was fun, right? Now uh, you know what else would be fun for at least one of us. Like, let's uh, let me put on some incubus. Let's do this. <laughs> all right. Next track. What do we got next track? DJ JSA. I love this song. This is a great song. This is Flogging Molly with, De with Devil's Dance Floor. This is off their 2000 album, Swagger, which got four and a half stars. 
from uh, allmusic.com. What and doesn't get forehead? Exactly. This is the theme. So if you're keeping score, this is half a star better than that Incubus album. <laughs> what's, the, what's the grading curve? <laughs> it's out of five stars. But, like, if you got less than three, they hated you. Uh, they describe this album as a ruckus of punch-drunk energy. It is. Have you ever been to a Flogging Molly concert? I never have. I've been to seven in my lifetime. Wow. Yeah, and if for those who have never heard of Flogging Molly, Irish uh, punk band. Everyone's heard Flogging Molly. Yeah, like, this is... This is what we think Irish music is at this exactly. point, even though this band is from California. Exactly. A lot of it's people. like the things that are most identified with Ireland music wise are Dropkick Murphys from Boston and Flogging Molly from California. And I've seen both of them live and they're fantastic. I, uh, yeah, I've never, I've never had the pleasure. I'm sure that's a great show. Well, the thing, How many guys are there in this band? There's like six. Okay. And a, well, excuse me. I want to say eight. But I had the privilege of seeing them when I was very young. Um, I didn't even know it was them. Um, I ended up, when I was living in LA and I was working as a, as a little actor, and I did this gig, and they rapped for the day, and my dad was late picking me up, because he always is. Okay. And so, but the uh, entire crew... No comment. Exactly, no comment. I was 18, and... Um, Everyone went to this bar. I was the only one that was underage, and so they snuck me into this bar, and I ended up listening to some band that I'd never heard of, but they were playing this, you know, uh, Drunken Lullabies. Yeah. And so I was sitting there, and I'm like, and that was the... That was the first one that I got into from them, because it was in one of the Tony Hawk's Pro Skater games. Yeah. Those games had such an influence on like my music tastes when I was in like ninth and tenth grade. Put it, put it this way: the one song that didn't make this playlist because I couldn't find it on Spotify was uh, the, the actual version I wanted was Styles of Beyond Subculture. It was in uh, Tony Hawk Pro uh, Skater Two, uh-huh. and it was like, "Oh, here comes like a scene of Genesis or something like yeah. that." Yeah, it was. That introduced me to ska music as a genre. Really? Uh, it introduced me. God, you're young. I keep forgetting that. Yeah, yeah. I'm I a, grew up with ska. Man. I'm a baby. Uh, and uh, uh, Dead Kennedys, I'd never heard before. Police truck was in the first. That's gang. that's skate. That's skating music, man. Yeah. That's that's fun drop-in music. I mean, I just but I, but when I went to that bar. I didn't know that I was watching Flogging Molly right in front of me. They were, yeah. they were the house band at the time, and they played this bar called... Oh, so, you're, so yeah. this was early. You were in on the ground floor. Yeah, this was Molly Malone's that's, that they played at, and they were they barely had a name. And um, they, Didn't they used to do comedy there? Was I, it, I don't know the Didn't, like, story. Dane Cook have a little I, I, there? I keep hearing that. But they, they always, how they got the name of the band, you know, Flogging is Beating, and then the name of the bar was Molly, Molly yeah. Malone's, and so they, they were playing that as the house band there for so long that became Flogging Molly. Yeah. So I witnessed a young flogging, flogging Molly as a young man. I love that song. It gets me amped up. Yeah, they, like, I, uh, the Drunken Lullabies, like, when it hits at the beginning, because yeah. it has the opening part that's like, dun 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 and then the drums kick in, right. it's and, awesome. And another great song of theirs is uh, Seven Deadly Sins, uh, that, uh, that I love, and then uh, if, I leave, if I Ever Leave This World Alive, like, uh, Goodbye Laura, I mean, like, there's so many great songs that they, that they have, 
And Which all sound basically the same, but yes, but it's so fun, yeah. especially when you're drinking, and it's like you, you're just there enjoying people getting drunk and everyone singing along, and I don't know. Yeah, it's good music to fight to, but like a friendly fight. Yeah, like you a know? friendly like the kind fight. where you hug it out afterwards. Yeah, well, like we're we're still cool, right? <laughs> all right. Uh, Let's hit that next one, JSA. Oh, okay. No, that's... Right? We switched it up. This is hoodie music. <laughs> Such a left turn. This is Freeway with Flipside. Off the 2003 album, Philadelphia Freeway, which got four and a half stars from allmusic.com. They said, although his experience in the streets is tempered by his Muslim roots, the rough edges are never compromised. I don't know what the fuck that means. <laughs> that doesn't mean anything to me. Uh, this peaked at number five, this album peaked at number five on the Billboard 200. This guy confused this guy confused me for a very long time because I was peripherally aware of Freeway. But there's also a rapper named uh, uh, Rick Ross okay, who yeah. is named after the drug dealer whose nickname was Freeway. Yeah. So I didn't know that they were two different people. Yeah, they're both fat. Yes, they're they both are, fat they, and yeah. have beards. That's what that's all. They, you could mistake them for each other visually, and they also just had like they did a, they did a song together. It's actually pretty good. I mean, they're both great. Yeah. But this is this is my jam. Like when uh, when I joined the military, uh, and we would. This was you. You were initially stationed in uh, Utah. Yeah, you... but like I, I went to go through basic training for the Air Force in, in Texas, and then I moved on to uh, Mississippi and then Georgia, and then I finally got my like assignment assignment at, in Utah. But this is like... Rank those places. <laughs> rank them? Yeah. Texas. On a scale of 1 to 10, I'm going to rate it as a 2. Four and a half star. 2. Okay. <laughs> 2. Where in Texas is that? Uh, San Antonio. I'm not a fan of anything Texas. It's nothing personal against Texans. I just don't like the Dallas Cowboys. I really don't like them. Like, I really like I, No, I haven't since I was a, since I was a kid. And I grew up in uh, Minneapolis, but I've always been a Packers fan just because the first football game I ever saw there you go. was the, the 1996 NFC Championship between the Dallas Cowboys and the Green Bay Packers. Fair enough. And my whole family was rooting for the Packers because even in Minnesota, everyone just fucking hates the Cowboys. There you go. Well, that, I think everyone hates There's a rule in my house when you come to watch sports. ABC, anything but Cowboys. You can root for any team you want. Any team. I don't care if they're like an indoor soccer team from San Diego. Root for them. I don't give a shit. So, you, you really, you wouldn't, that wouldn't be a deal breaker for you? Not at all. You wouldn't be like, fuck that San Diego indoor <laughs> soccer team. Not a, not, a, not a problem for me. I'm, I just, just never really liked Texas. But Mississippi, I'm going to give a negative one. Okay. Because... Let's be honest. It's, it's Mississippi. Mississippi. Georgia would, gets a number um, uh, on a scale of one to five. You said if, if I was all music dot yeah, yeah, I would give. Yeah. I, if I was all music dot I give Georgia a solid four and a half stars. Wow. I love those Georgia. That means pieces. nothing. There's nothing greater than a 
uh, grits. You know what grits are, right? Of course. I'm not talking hominy, the type they eat. It's an acronym. Girls raised in the South. Oh, mm-hmm. gotcha. That's where those women will come up to me like, hey, Suge, how you doing? What's your day like? Good, good to see you. Yeah, yeah. Oh, those are my favorite. <laughs> I like grits. Hey, I want to make my dad mad at me. Yeah, it's right. Yeah. That's pretty much what... what being stationed in Georgia was like. Where were you in uh, in Georgia? I was stationed at um, Fort Gordon, okay, in Augusta, where you know where they normally play the Masters uh, mm-hmm. for the uh, for golf, okay, for the PGA and all that stuff. So it was it was a fun time down there, and uh, I, I I missed that place. I that's where I finally soiled my oats as as a living in Georgia. Soiled your oats? Yeah. I don't think that's what that expression is. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what it means. <laughs> These oats are no good. They've been soiled. <laughs> They've been soiled. I poured water in them. I put them in the microwave for a minute and a half, and they seem a little soiled. brown sugar on top. Yeah. I, I'm, prefer, I'm more of a agave nectar kind of guy. Oh, yeah. fancy! Gotta watch what I eat. I try to stay in the comedians and shape club. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that is a very small club. It's a very small. It's me and Godfrey, pretty much. Maybe if you were in worse. <laughs> <laughs> couple other black comics, I think, but no white ones. Yeah. None at all. Yeah, no. It's like, uh... Well, you guys look like John Panette to me. <laughs> Rest in peace. Uh, I miss that guy. Oh, yeah. What a downer. I know, right? <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I, I haven't spent much time in the South at all. I just went to Atlanta for the first time, How'd like, six months it? ago. I loved it. I had a great time. Uh, we went to the Georgia Aquarium. Okay. Uh, that was beautiful. Did you see some catfish? Sure. You didn't, because they probably ate it. (laughs) (laughs) That seemed like a trap. Exactly. Uh, (laughs) but no, I I was there for a comedy festival, so I can't really separate my experience with it from that. Like, if you're hanging out with a ton of comics in any city for a while, it's going to be great. Yeah. Uh, but I, I had an awesome time there, and no one had ever really told me anything good about Atlanta. It's a fun, fun town. It is a, it, it's there's, it's like there's all it's very colorful. And yeah. There's always something going on, I, but the streets are too narrow for me. The homeless people were such a weird mixture of aggressive and polite. <laughs> it's like like a dude comes up and goes, "Hey, give me some money," and it's like, "I don't have any, sorry." And he's like, "All right, God bless you," and he walks away. <laughs> Uh, but no, I uh, I love those bubble towns, you know, like uh, like Austin, Texas, yeah. and Atlanta, like where it's just like a blue dot in the middle of just a ton of red. Like I feel like they are more aggressive about having a good time in right. places like that because they're like, we need to make up for all the bullshit that we're surrounded by. <laughs> I never thought of it that way. I- like Austin is trying to single-handedly turn, like bring Texas into the 21st century. It seems like it is. I mean, hey, well, Bob came through and represented from Austin. Bob Kasrabi, shout out, very funny gentleman. He's my nemesis. I, I've quoted, I've gone on record to call him out as my nemesis. Really? I, on Twitter, I called him out. I was like, "You're my fucking nemesis." Wow. How do you react to that? I'm sure he was very nice about it. He retweeted it because he's such a nice guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, oh, I, I have a nemesis now. Yeah. That's exciting. I love that guy, man. I don't know if I have a comedy nemesis at this point. I've had, like, 
some minor ones, but that was entirely in my head. Well, you know what it was? I was honestly ch- almost chasing Bob almost either. He, w- he was chasing me or I was chasing him almost every night. We were so flip-flops, basically. The, the competition that we just did is a fucking marathon. You do six shows all over the place. Like, we drove to Vancouver, Washington one day. Yeah, not the good Vancouver. We drove there one day. Then we were on Whitby Island... Uh, for another show to talk to old people. Yeah, and they give you they give you math that tells you how good at comedy you are. Yeah, math. Uh, out of <laughs> out of eleven, and it's like it's not like allmusic.com. Not everyone is four and a half right. stars. It was it was like the BCS computers were just rating us on on comedy. Yeah, that's yeah, that's a very. That we did, so we did a show in a theater on Whidbey Island, and one of the judges was the fucking bitch who hosted the open mic there, and she hated everyone. Yeah, she equally hated everyone. And it was like, I saw you on stage. Where the fuck do you get off? Yeah. I and I had to follow, and the best part was I had to follow his set on Whidbey Island after uh, Rick Kunkler did the 9/11 joke. Oh yeah, yeah. So I got. Jeez. The guy who was hosting the week decided to reset the... Rick Conkler, very funny guy, good friend of mine, but he decided to reset the room with a 9-11 joke right before bringing me on. Bob Kosravi, who we were just talking about, he's a he's an Arab gentleman, and uh, apropos of nothing, the, the host of the show goes up after him and goes, uh, uh, by the way, Bob, we forgive you for 9-11. All right, now you're next comedian, and then I gotta go... Yeah. And act like everything is fine. But, yeah. And then, but you had a great set, and then I had to go up after you and pretend like I was still reeling from the 9 11 joke because I could tell the audience was still like you, and you brought them out. Well, and then I did a Ted Bundy joke, and they did not like that. Yeah, which terrified me. So I'm like, great, this is going fantastic. A 9 11 Ted Bundy joke. Wait till I get a note, load of another black comment. <laughs> Can't get any more offensive than this. Yeah, we had two black comics in our week, and they were from Edmonton and Salt Lake City. It was the weirdest distribution. How gangster is that? (laughs) Two black comics from non-traditional areas representing areas that normally no one cares about. (laughs) All right. uh, So let's go on to the next one, and that's... I got to switch apps for this just real quick. What? We gotta switch apps? Yeah. What happened? It's a cool song. This is a left turn from anything else that anyone has brought on this show. Do y'all hear this shit? This is like the music that they play in an establishing shot of like a Central American country. Yeah. There's like normally like this is like a documentary. Panama was once discovered Just in like 1867. A, yeah. The Panama Canal. Yeah. <laughs> Panama was discovered in 18. 18- I don't know. That, yeah. No, <laughs> it was very good. It was very good. Uh, until Theodore Roosevelt, Jim, you know more history. Tell us about the Panama Canal. I don't know anything about. <laughs> all right. All right. Sorry. Sorry. It, this sounds like a tourism like song. Yeah. Come visit Panama. Sandals Resorts, uh, yeah. Panama. Get away from the kids. Come hang out in the bubble amid extreme poverty <laughs> with your fat fucking family. 
take pictures and post them on Instagram to make all your friends jealous. Go on a safari or whatever where you don't leave the vehicle. Take a zip line through otherwise untouched jungle. <laughs> this, this is uh, Johannes Lindstedt with Sol Luna Tierra, which means uh, sun, moon, earth. Yeah. Uh, and this is the title track off of his album Sol Luna Tierra, which, which got only album. four stars on allmusic.com. Uh, he was the 2010 World Music Artist of the Year at the Ontario Music Awards. Yep, he's a Canadian guy. He's Canadian. This comes from Canada, much like the other black guy from our <laughs> Sterling Scott. Shout out to him. Uh, yeah, so what? this is so out of nowhere. How'd you get into this? Um, honestly, uh, I used to have a hip-hop group, and I would sample music, and so we just listened to obscure stuff. What was the name of your group? The name of my group, I hate telling people this, it was a Mental Advisory, Exquisite Lyrics. Not Parental Advisory, Explicit Lyrics. God, we should kill ourselves. But it was Mental Advisory, and the name of our first album was Exquisite Lyrics. I used to be in a three-piece punk band called 52 Weeks, where Weeks was spelled W-E-A-K-S. Gotcha. And I think that's worse. Yeah, I know. It, it, it's 100% worse. And, um, but... What was, did you have an MC name or anything? Yeah. There's two of them. Alright. The old one was Spitfire and... Uh, MC Black Mormon. No, mine was Black Samus. It was given to me by a name, a young Jew named Aaron Wachowski. And when, a nun, and when a young Jew gives you a nickname, you're stuck for life. Is that true? Yeah. Because she immediately called up all of her friends. No, he. He, it was he, a he. he immediately called up all of his friends in the media. <laughs> and he's like, uh, henceforth. You shall be named Blacksmith. <laughs> and yeah, it was It was right when... Oh, got it. I was hearing it as two words, like Blacksmith. No, it's Blacksmith. Blacksmith. Yeah, like, like, it's like, like Black Gladiator. Yeah, yeah, exactly. When, gotcha. when Gladiator came out, I was big in, as I told you earlier, I ran track and field. Mm -hmm. And so that's kind of an arena sport. And I, after one race, I go, are you not entertained? And he's like, oh, you're like Black, you're like your Black version of Maximus. And then he goes, Blacksimus. All right, you know what? Uh, as bad as the name of your group is, that's fucking awesome. Yeah, so I... I, I endorse that wholeheartedly. Yeah, Blacksimus. B-L-A-X-I-M-U-S. If you... I mean, if you had decided to have yourself introduced as that this entire week, you would have gotten at least seven. <laughs> I gotta get rid of that one joke. God damn it. I know, I know you know what you want. <laughs> I'm not gonna talk about it. I didn't even want to do that. Welcome yet. to comedians gnashing about sets you weren't present for. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But yeah, uh, Johannes, I, I chose this song because when I was stationed in Iraq, this song, like, there was tension in the work, the work center that I worked at, and and so my friend, I I sampled that one song, and I remember I still had the album, so I just put it in one day, and everyone was like, "What is this?" I was like, "I don't know, it's some shit that I heard back when I used to make music," and so they were like, "This is pretty cool," and it calmed everybody out. Do you have like uh, obviously we can't play it now, but do you still have that like that I could put on like the the, the blog or something like what, that? What the song? Yeah. Um, I, the one that samples that? I don't know if I could. I don't know if I have it, but I know. But put it put it this way: this first, this first album, I sampled like eight different tracks, so I could send you some of the songs that I made from that. Mental. Okay, what was it? Mental advisory, God. exquisite content. Oh, exquisite lyrics. God, exquisite. I, I, every okay. time, every time I 
say that I want to make out with a shotgun every time. <laughs> that's what I. That's what I bring people on this show God. hoping to elicit. It's this is the sadness. This is the sadness. Yeah, this is. Yeah, that's where the title comes yeah. from. Uh, but I'm the mayor, uh, and I'm proud of you. I'm, I'm the. I'm the sanitation department. Yeah, yeah, sure. But uh, no, this. But I remember researching this, uh, Johannes, and. He has a vast library of music. At the time, he had like four albums out, and I ordered all of them through Amazon, got them shipped to Iraq, and we just mellowed, everyone mellowed out for about two months. And then, but and he still makes music. He's probably got like eight, nine, ten albums right now. Yeah. And so, like, I don't know. I, I will always love this dude because he always mellowed my, he always mellowed me out. Yeah, sure. So... Yeah, and, you and, need, it, and it's you good. Need that. It's and it's good fun. penetration music. Oh sure. It's 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 got some it's got some. Yeah, balance. this is a step up from Incubus for sure. Right. This is insertion music. This is eye contact music. <laughs> all right. I'm all about that eye contact. So. I am too. Let you know, I want a scene of her retinas and corneas. I don't say shit, but I am locked. You in. just kind of hover over. Yeah. That's that's weird. I don't know. It's like, what am I going to say? You, you know? can say something reassuring like, I won't put on Incubus, don't worry. Like, listen, it's going to be fine. Yeah, it's going to be fine. I'm not going to put that, on That would be so creepy to say while inside someone. Listen, shh, <laughs> shh. Really? It's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. It'll all be over soon. Trust me, I'm terrible in bed. I'm quick. It will, yeah, <laughs> it will be over soon. That is, that, oh man. Oh man, Jezebel's gonna write about this. Uh, all right, so we gotta we gotta go back to uh, just a basic. I gotcha. I appreciate everyone that's still hanging out. With yeah, us. we're almost we're almost done. Yeah, we're getting close here. You know, we walked we walked somebody when I started talking about making love to Incubus, and I can't blame her for that. Yeah, they were like, we didn't know this was gonna be a dirty show. <laughs> We didn't know that there was going to be talk of it all being over soon. Everyone know this one, right? This is Outcast with So Fresh, So Clean off their classic 2000 album, Stankonia. Uh, this peaked at number 30 on the Billboard Hot 100. This album got five stars on allmusic.com, and I 100% agree with them. This is one of the greatest hip hop albums of all time, I think. And there was this album was so overloaded with some, some great stuff. I still love Equimini, their, their their predecessor for this album. Yeah. And but it, this song, I will tell you right now, to all the people in this room, put this song on right when you get out the shower. Don't as me, I'm just so fresh, so clean. Yeah, no, that feels good. Don't you you like starting your day with that? Like, no, no. I'm ready to go to work. Yeah. Like, let's do this. Ain't nobody don't as me, I'm just so Sleepy Brown singing the hook. I mean, it's a, it's a good song. Yeah. Uh, AllMusic.com thought this album was surprisingly warm and soulful. Surprisingly warm and soulful. What does that mean? I don't know. I know. I feel, don't you feel like that's kind of like racially insensitive? I, I, <laughs> yeah, why are you surprised? Look at these guys. <laughs> look at this guy. The dude's wearing a, uh, MC Hammer pants with, that look like uh, Hostess Snowballs. Yeah, like these are the best rappers that Outer Space has ever produced. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I mean, this is, this is the shit. Like, this band has been so fucking good for so fucking long. Exactly. I mean, like... 
You know what? I'm convinced. Yeah, you, 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 you said Outcast is from outer space, and I 100% agree. I 100% concur. They have to be. And which explains why there are no black people on the Jetsons, because they all moved to the, to the fucking present. Yeah. To become outcasts. Their output has kind of fallen off since Andre 3000 tried to be a movie star. I agree. Uh, he was in, what was that, Four Brothers, I think? Yeah, he did okay. Yeah, he, he, was, was, convi- he was convincing. Black, yeah, sure. He played a black person, not a stretch. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, when were, when were you getting into this? Was, uh... So this album came out in 2000. This I was still in high school, and this was like the jam because we used to have a dance that we did with it. Yeah. And we, like I know the people listening will not be able to see what I'm about to do, but uh, for the people that are here, the dance was you lean forward about four times, then switch one, two, three, four, and then you would. You would cross your feet and then just come back with it. So it was like, and then switch it, and then switch. Go, but you gotta dip. Oh, okay. So like one of these, like a. Yeah! Like you got something trying to get up out of your This is, I mean, no, this is great. This is what white people want. We want to be told how to dance. Why do you think Macarena swept the country? It's just like we like. (laughs) We like knowing what to do when a song comes on. Otherwise, it's just going to be this weird shouldery thing that nobody likes at all. Like that uh, one song with the not, the, not the Cupid Shuffle, but the... the oh, the Cha-Cha Slide? Yeah. I love yeah, watching yeah. people do the... Everyone, Take it back now, y'all. Yeah, everyone fucks up every time on the Charlie Brown. Well, see, the problem with that is uh, when, when he goes, turn it out, we still don't know what to do there. It's <laughs> just like... And the Charlie Brown is what like, gets what people every time. The turn it out. What do I do? The like, Charlie, no, the Charlie they Brown. They arms and then wiggle. The Charlie Brown is just simply going forward on your right foot. Okay. And so, and then you lean back on your left, and you go one, two, three, four. That's the Charlie Brown, right there. Oh, I can do that. Yeah, it's just, it's just hopping. It's alternating your, your feet. There's a. Have you ever heard of a band called Trip Shakespeare? No. They were they were the precursor to Semisonic, who did closing yes, time. Okay, yes, okay, yeah, yeah. song. And uh, Trip Shakespeare had a had a song called "The Slacks." Yeah. And uh, <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm talking? I like how this guy seems to know all the obscure shit. Man of War and then Trip Shakespeare. It's a story about a man who seduces a princess by wearing some magic pants. <laughs> he, the the chorus goes, "I wore the pants." I said, relax. I did the dance. They called the slaps. And when they used to play it live, they would do this. It was like a weird Russian dance. How does Just the, the whitest they... shit. They're from Minneapolis. Have you, seen, have you ever seen the Spasmatics or ever heard of them? No. You can catch them in Vegas every now and then. It's, 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 it's the whitest thing you could ever witness in your life. It's whiter than the cold kitten drinking a glass of vitamin D milk riding a polar bear. There's nothing whiter than that. I'm telling you. Do you remember their song, uh, what was it, Snow Day? Sure. Yeah, that was the big, the big hit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's uh, Minneapolis' own. And then they became semi-sonic, and they were a slightly more successful one, I wonder, after that. It's weird that there was a fan that was that there were these the same dudes who were in two one hit wonders. 
It's like, <laughs> if, uh, if, uh, you know, I'm not thinking of examples very good, but you know, it's like if a weird thing happened. Uh, but yeah, so like that, that song was huge. And like when I was, so I'm about five years younger than you. So like yeah. when I was about the same age, fucking Hey Ya took over the entire country. And after a while, I, you, that song would come on and you just wanted to blow your brains out because yeah. it was everywhere, but it's back, man. Yeah, it's still back. It still goes hard because like. My son, like, loves it. I have a seven-year-old. It's so kid. fucking catchy. It's that, such like, a fun song. That, uh, that robot noise in the court, the boop, 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 like that, that gets me every goddamn time. I love it. Uh, alright, so we got, we got one more left, um, and, uh, yeah, let's just, let's hit it, and, and uh, this is my favorite song ever. Ever. This is equally different from everything else as the flamenco one was. This is, no one knows what song this is, and if you don't, that's perfectly fine. This song is, I'll, I'll now, can I, do you mind if I announce this song? Yeah, go for it. This is one of my favorites, this is from 1987, this is David Benoit, a jazz musician, Freedom at Midnight. And it's such a fun song if you listen to it. The rest of the album is mediocre, but this song was unstoppable yeah. in 1987. Well, I, it was stoppable because it peaked at number five on Billboard's Contemporary Jazz Chart. Why you gotta be a dick? Uh, <laughs> I, I'm just saying, how do you lose out to four other jazz songs and still have a thing that people have heard of? It was damn St. Elmo's Fire. I blame that whole movie. Oh, it was in that movie? I don't know. Okay. It, it sounded like it should have been. <laughs> No, this is, this, but this was a great song. My mom used to put this on, on CD and she had on vinyl and on tape. And so I, I constantly heard this song while, uh, when I first learned how to play piano, this was one of the first songs I heard. Do you, do you play well? I play terrible. Yeah, me too. I play absolutely terrible. I don't have the fingers for that. Uh-huh. You know? I have the fingers for it, I just can't figure out. I, I don't have the fingers or the discipline. Yeah. I just, but I love this song. Like, every time I... Honestly, like, if I could just have one skill, it would just be to play jazz piano like a fucking madman. Like, I gotta... You would crush it too. Man. I got a I got a good friend uh, named uh, Romaine Walters. Shout out to Romaine if you're listening to this. But he plays the piano like a fucking beast, and I like it's so effortless. Like we were doing a he does a, he's part of a like they do a musical comedy act. Him, my buddy Jamel Johnson, and a couple other guys. And it's just it's called Romaine and Lettuce, and it's just an awesome funk band backing yeah. a comedy show. And I was gonna do, they did like a, an election themed show a few weeks ago, and I was gonna do campaign ads for them, like negative campaign ads about the people running for mayor of DC. And so I needed scary music for the first part, and then like hopeful music for the second part. Uh, and I was like, hey, can you just play the theme from Halloween, from John Carpenter's Halloween? Oh my and God. I sent him a text when he was already on stage, and he just fucking nailed it. He just pulled it out without even thinking about it. And that's probably not that hard to play if you really know what you're doing, but I was so impressed. Like, I would have put on some Incubus and got, like, got some stuff out. <laughs> but Incubus still will work. It, it, it does what it needs to do. Yeah. 
But David Benoit, like he's got some other songs that you can kind of get your groove on now. Yeah, this is good for uh, boning if you're in like a waiting room somewhere. I can't even imagine boning. I've never even attempted to bone of this song. I think the beats are too complex. Yeah. Well, it's just too upbeat. Like, I feel like I would bone this. I never do it to jazz or progressive rock music. You have to know. You can do it to jazz. There's like some yeah. Norman Brown. Uh, Boney James, Brian Culbertson that you can that you can jam, like put on that smooth jam. Smooth jazz. This is Jay Whip, all up in that asshole. I what point seven the way. Oh wow, that's where you that's where you do it to jazz. That's where I do it. All right, it, it, it's, it's good. It's smooth. So this was you started playing piano. This was how old were you? Uh, this song came out when I was four. Okay. I started playing piano at like seven. Okay. And I'm just played by ear. I, I I got pretty decent at reading music, but you know, I just never I just never continued with it because it was never really a thing that I wanted to truly do. Um, yeah. So. Yeah, I uh, I like when I when I'm home, like my parents have a piano, so like yeah. I figured out like some Nick Cave songs and shit <laughs> like that, but like. I think I, I think I always wanted to learn like now what keeps me going is I love like uh, the themes from all the video games that we played as a kid like oh, sure. Mega Man uh, I'm I'm all about the Mega Man soundtrack and and the Street Fighter I I made a beat out of the out of the, out of the theme from Guile from Street Fighter that was someone just um I was at a I was at a concert and they had a DJ and he sampled something that brought back so much shit. It was the opening of the theme song from Flying Battery Zone oh, in Sonic shit. and Knuckles. Yeah, Do you know what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, yeah. That song is so kick-ass. Yeah. It was like it was just a Sega level theme song, but it, it like it rocks. And, and like it doesn't really get that old either. Well, so the thing is, is it's it's. I don't know who these video game MIDI composers are. Yeah. But it's kind of an elaborate work for them to make it sound good. Video yeah. game music from our childhood was, for the most part, mediocre. Yeah. And then you have those classics, uh, like uh, the opening from Mega Man 3. I was just, I was staying at my friend's house uh, uh, like a week ago and he was playing Doom 2. Doom 2. Yeah. And there was one song in the background and it was like a MIDI version of Them Bones by Alice in Chains. Really? And I was like, wow, this is obnoxious. Well, the thing is, there's always those MIDI, ver MIDI versions of songs if they're made on the basic, you know, it's, it's like taking a Casio keyboard. Yeah. Oh man, let's see. But it's good stuff, man. You know, like, uh, what is it, Leisure Suit, Leisure Suit Larry? The music from that? It's like porno music. I don't even know what that it's is. It's MIDI porno music. This, so, this guy remembers in the front row. Uh, so, for, like, like on the, the on the geek show, like, what, what would you say are your big areas of geekdom? Is it mainly, like, video games and comic books? Video games, comic books, um, Marvel, DC, um... Getting stronger on anime, but uh, oh yeah, yeah. Like right now, I'm currently watching Attack on Titan, and that shit is. Have you ever seen that dude in the front row? That shit is depressing, man. I'm out. I'm on episode eight, and it's crazy. It's yeah. My but my, one thing I love about anime is how they always 
there's always the scene, doesn't matter what anime it is, there's always the scene where the character has no idea what to do and they are just paused and they're like, oh. And they make that same. No, 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 no. It's just, it's that's too hard. You're breathing too hard. It's just, they're they're in, they're in complete shock, and it shows their eyes like vibrating. You know what I'm telling? You. It's like, my experience with anime is basically uh, Miyazaki and Pokemon. That's about as far as I go into it's, it. It's it's pretty fun. I mean, well. I mean, I haven't watched anime in a long time, but I, I will say, thanks to Kaori, I finally was like, you know what, let me brush off the old anime cue and let, let's yeah. get back into it. And so, Kaori, wherever you're at, sweetheart, I'm watching anime because of you. Domo arigato. So, yeah, we're, we're at the end of your playlist. Do you, do you feel like we, we, covered, we covered all the stuff? Do you think? Uh, there was one thing I, like I, I had a hard time. One song, you, you only told me to give you eight, but if I could do nine, I would add uh, Frank Sinatra, I Get a Kick Out of You. That is probably okay. my favorite song of all time, and I would recommend any human being, especially men. Men, if you're a grown-ass man that's about to get ready for a date or a night on the town with your lady... Get dressed to Frank Sinatra. I guarantee you, it'll improve your mood. I uh, I actually went through a very weird Sinatra phase when I was in like the eleventh grade. It was just like I started downloading Sinatra songs. Yeah. And I was listening That's to what I downloaded. Yeah. Everything for a while. Um, and I uh, I was in a creative writing class in my mm-hmm. high school where our one assignment was basically just to write a novella. Okay. And like I tried, like Bass. made. Frank Sinatra, like a character in it, who turned out to be God at the end. Wow. It was terrible, but uh, it had a big impact on me for sure. Um, Frank Sinatra is the man. I mean, that, that's probably like as soon as I, as soon as we got to Johannes, I was like, shit, I forgot to put Frank on here because mm-hmm. I listen to Frank more than anything. Yeah, it's very, it's very difficult to to like cover the the whole experience. Um, when uh, when you just have eight songs, but uh, like the the way that it times out, this seems to be the right number so yeah. far. Uh, but I mean, we 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 followed you from Los Angeles to uh, to some places that are a lot worse than that, yeah. and uh, and Salt Lake City. Uh, where can people find you if they're uh, if they're interested in uh, hearing more from you? Um, check me out at Token J. Yeah, at Token J. Token like black dude, J like J A Y, and then J Whitaker Comedy, J A Y W H I T T A K E R Comedy dot com, and um, I upload YouTube videos. Uh, so hit me up on there, subscribe to me there, and hit me up on Facebook. So all right, great uh, listeners. If you want to email me, as always, it's David Sadness Town at gmail dot com. Uh, you can uh, please subscribe on iTunes. Please give us a five-star rating. Uh, I don't know for sure that that does anything, but it couldn't hurt. Put it this way. Allmusic.com would give this podcast a five-star. At least each. four and a half, yeah. <laughs> At least four and a half stars. Thanks for doing it, Jay. Hey, thanks, David, for having me. I appreciate it, man. This is a, and thank you, Jim Stewart Allen, the superhero that brought us all together here tonight. We wouldn't be at... He is the offensive coordinator. He coordinated <laughs> everything. Good night.
play the last song and we'll take us out. Thank you guys for hanging out with us and uh, we appreciate it. And remember, nothing is going to be okay. I did not pick this song. What is this? Statman John. Statman John? <laughs> what?